0: The largest Australian workplace changes in over a decade underpaying are about workers to could result business. in crippling fines. There'll be new rules about when pain. a casual employee the has the right, employees will have the right to, to disconnect. disconnect. Workplace laws are changing. Pay attention or pay the price. Safeguard your business with Australian Industry Group. The legal experts at Australian Industry Group will help you navigate the new legislation and prepare your business for the changes. Become a member today at aigroup.com.au on Triple M Mining HQ. Hello and welcome to your Monday edition of Mining HQ. I'm Pablo Miller. Chris Lamessi going to join us in just a sec. As we remember Peter Bradford who sadly passed away this month. Now, Warren Pierce, the CEO of AMEC is going to reflect on his work and relationship with Peter, and we're also going to hear from a speech that Peter did in July of this year at the WA Mining Club and he's talking about delivering metals for a clean energy future let's get into things good morning chris hey pablo morning to you on the phone the ceo from amec warren pierce good morning warren
1: yeah Good day, chris
0: nice to have you here and uh look it's it's not a great time to really talk but it's more of a a reflection i mean we we go back to saturday 15th of october not that long ago and the MD and CEO from IGO Limited, Peter Bradford, sadly passed away. Now, Warren, some reflections. How did you get to know Peter?
1: Um, well, I've known Peter for the last four years as the president of the association, but the first time I met him was um, when I applied for the job at AMEC, um, and he was on the selection panel. He's one of four. Um, and the interview went pretty well, and I remember thinking, okay, well, might be a chance here. Um, when I got home, he'd, uh, Peter had, uh, had uh, added me as a connection on LinkedIn, so I, um, I thought I was, I, was, I was a pretty good shake. Um, but you know, that's who he was. He was just, uh, I think he was just a pretty, a pretty straightforward guy in a lot of ways. He just uh, always played it straight.
0: And an inspirational leader. Everyone talks about that, and um, humble, a lot of humility there,
1: compassion. Yeah, like surprisingly so, and I've sort of said that to people, you know, over the over the time of knowing him, which is, you know, Peter's run runs a company that or ran a company that was, you know, $10, $10 billion dollar market cap, a really significant organisation. He was at the forefront of the battery minerals um, uh, piece, you know, a really a high profile leader, um, you know. So in any sense, he was, you know, a, a guy with a lot of status and a, and, a, and a very big reputation, and yet he never never acted like it. He was just very personable. He always took the time with people um you know just if you if you met him and didn't know who he was you you, you wouldn't walk away thinking he ran a um ran a ran a large corporation he just um he was a a really a really decent bloke
0: yeah everyone says he always had time for other people he would stop and listen now now the president of amic what was his role as the president how did that work
1: Well, his job is to lead the organisation, you know, in in working with me. So essentially, the the, the president of any member association is is, is tasked with um, a range of things. But ultimately, it's about working with the board and the the executive to actually set the strategic direction for the association. Uh, And so for AMEC, Peter was pretty critical on a range of things. So when I came to the organisation, part of the reason for recruiting me was to sort of set a bit of a new strategic direction and Peter was a really strong voice in that, one of which was um, you know, ensuring the association was, was a truly national association. It was strong here in Western Australia but, um, you know, wasn't so strong in other places and Peter just genuinely believed that, that the need for a here WA was a need that was in other states as well and those explorers and the juniors, the merging interests the market, needed a strong voice and if amec didn't do it who would um so he was a he was a a, a powerful voice for that direction um he was also a powerful voice to supporting us getting into sort of community campaigning trying to um, improve the mining industry's image um in terms of the way the community saw us and recognized our contribution particularly around um thinking about the way in which um, young people thought about our industry and what that meant for whether they would come into it um, and peter was a wasm a graduate um, at the school of mining and you know and had such a, a an amazing career that he, he valued so much. He wanted other people to be able to share it. He felt that if people are looking at our industry as a place that didn't want to work, they're going to miss out on those opportunities. Um, so he's really passionate about about that, and spent a lot of time um, dedicating himself to supporting people with scholarships and mentoring, and 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 and, and just engaging um, uh, to try and try and encourage people to to look for those opportunities.
0: And he was also incredibly passionate about climate change. I'm sure you had many conversations there.
1: Yeah, and I think he sort of just sort of focused it on, 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 on sustainability. But I think the, the bit about, I mean, where, where Peter's sort of values and his beliefs um, ran into contract with sort of commercial reality it was a really interesting one for IGO. IGO essentially had a 30% stake in um, in Tropicana, a gold mine that was printing money essentially, um, run by Anglo um, Anglo Gold. And so all they had to do was collect the money coming in from the, from their royalty, um, which was you know pretty pretty good thing for a company. But he always made the pit that and the company decided they were going into critical uh, minerals uh, and um, on on the energy transition, and they wanted to be like the other operations in nickel in those minerals that are going to help make that um, uh, clean energy transition. And so when they made the decision to actually sell off the gold piece the, of their gold mine to invest it into chemical processing. This was a, a commercial decision that not many companies would have had the courage to make. It was about saying, "This isn't who we are. It's not who our strategy. We want to be doing this, and we've got to be about that. And this doesn't fit with it. So we're going to actually move out of that and move into that. And I think you know a lot of other corporations wouldn't have wouldn't have um, wouldn't have been prepared to give up um, such a, a substantial piece pursuing something else. They would have held on to it and justified it. They just you know Peter was just. Peter was driven like that. He had um, an understanding that um, that the values you set, if you don't live them, not worth very much.
0: Thanks for your time, Warren. You're welcome, Chris. And this morning on Mining HQ, as we remember Peter Bradford, I want to say thanks to the WA Mining Club for supplying this audio. This is Peter, three months ago, delivering the metals needed for a clean energy future.
2: But we have the opportunity amongst us, you know, the mining community, in collaboration with society and government, to turn things around and get things moving faster, you know, to increase our investment in exploration, to do more collaboration around exploration R&D to try and find new ways of making discoveries faster, working with government and the community to streamline permitting and approvals, but without compromising the due diligence we would do, It shouldn't take as long as we take to get the approvals we get. The work certainly doesn't take that long. We need to find new ways of of mining, new ways of processing, new ways of refining. We need innovation to reduce the, the, the timelines, the capital costs to build, and to reduce the ESG impact. And we need to work out how we can weave recycling into our processing and refining operations to leverage off off the the stream of uh, critical minerals that will come in the future uh, as batteries get to end of mine life. Australia has been a laggard for many years. And um, it's therefore pleasing to see some of the narrative that's now coming out of Canberra. And I was at this. energy forum in Sydney a couple of weeks ago and, and listening to uh, Anthony Albanese talk and, uh, and, and uh, we look forward to that narrative turning into action and Australia taking that leading role and leveraging the resources that we do have, sun, wind and critical minerals, to be a, a key part of this solution. Our purpose and our purpose narrative talk to um, you know our commitment uh, to to responding to climate change, to finding, mining, and refining those critical metals that are required to make renewable energy and the electrification of transport possible. And we talk to the why. You know, The why is creating a better planet for future generations. That informs our strategy. And we call our strategy our winning aspiration. Our winning aspiration is to be a globally relevant uh, company uh, focused on clean energy metals to create a better planet. And within that, we don't want to be narrow and we don't want to just do nickel or we don't want to do lithium. We want to do everything. Any contribution that we can make to a better planet is what we want to do. And we want to do that safely, ethically, sustainably and reliably. We want to be across the discovery process. We want to be in the upstream mining and we want to be downstream. We want to be connected to customers so we can understand what they're thinking, so we can start to refocus our energies and what we're exploring for early as we start to understand what their future requirements are. We're committed to being carbon neutral, and we know we can only achieve this through people, having the best people in the team and working collaboratively with people outside the team. We we transitioned our strategy back at the end of 2017. Up to that point, we were the bog standard gold and base metals mining company. We put the new purpose in place. We changed the strategy. And over the last few years, we have transformed our portfolio. And the key steps to that transformation are laid out on the page here. We entered into a joint venture with Tianchi to form a a, 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 a lithium JV. And and one of our partners at the Greenbushes level, Albemarle, is here today as well. Great to see them here. And uh, we went on from that transaction to sell the gold asset that we had. We can't see the benefit for us, as a clean energy metals company, continuing to hold a gold asset going forward. And we've done two transactions to increase our nickel portfolio. And the most recent one of those we closed just over a month ago, which was the acquisition of Western Areas. So today, we're producing nickel, lithium, and some copper and cobalt byproduct credits. We're invested in exploration, we're invested in upstream mining and we're invested in downstream processing. At
0: Mining HQ, condolences to Peter's wife Vicky and his children and everyone who was fortunate enough to know Peter. He was greatly admired, not just for his vision and commitment but also for his endearing humility and enormous humanity which we'll live on. For the very latest mining news in WA... Stream the Mining HQ podcast, available now on the Listener app, LISTNR.